0: foundation of grace. And uh, we, uh, last week, we we was in the third chapter, and uh, we're going to go a little bit further tonight. We're going to go in the book of Romans in the fourth chapter, and uh, we're going to focus on the first five verses, Romans chapter four, uh, verses one through five in your King James Version. And uh, I want to talk tonight, our lesson, uh, that the Lord put up on my, in, on my mind and my spirit, I want to talk about the value of faith. The value of faith. Um, we should never uh, forget how important our faith is in relationship to the Lord. The Bible says, we all know this. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, but sometimes we wonder why that is. Why is why does the Bible say without faith it's impossible? Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you this, and I've I've, I've said this before. Uh, you may have the devil might come against you and bring a sickness on you. But the devil is not after your body. The devil might come after you and attack you in your finances, but he he could care less about your finances. I'm here to tell you tonight, and don't never forget this, church. No matter what area that you're being attacked in, It always leads to your faith. The enemy tries to knock your faith out. He he uses all kinds of means to come against us, but he's really trying to get to your faith because the devil knows without faith you can't please God. It don't matter what else you do. You will never be able to please God without faith. Uh, And so I want to talk about the value of faith tonight and um, bring out a few things. Now here in Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, and we're going to read down through verse 5. All right, let me say this, and I want to... We're still continuing... From the first chapter, each, each chapter on, he, said, uh, he says something to let you know he's continuing. And so he's continuing this fourth chapter right from out of the third chapter because he asks a question. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath wherefore to glory, whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt but to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly his faith is counted for righteousness these patches of scripture that I have just read are some of the most beautiful writings and all the writings that the apostle Paul penned and but yet, for a lot of people there's they're so difficult to understand uh now, I want to go back and we're going to talk about some of these and we're going to bring some other scriptures in and uh, uh I would like for somebody that's got got your bible uh to go ahead and uh and be uh looking up G- John chapter 6 and verse 63. Uh, Sister Darlene, I want you to look that up in the Amplified. Uh, I can depend on you for that, but I want somebody else just to get John chapter 6 and verse 63, and I want you to read that here just in a minute. He said, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? Now, We already know that he's been talking about the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles all the way through here so far. Um, We don't understand, but in the beginning, the church, we talk about the early church, and we think the early church was, was perfect because of all the power and the healings and all that. But I'm going to tell you something. Anytime you've got people involved, you're going to have problems. A lot of people going this place and that place trying to find the perfect church. That's never going to happen. And if you ever find the perfect church, please don't join it because you'll mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Lord. Amen. In the early days, there was a division between the Jews and the Gentiles. And they they had a hard time coming to common grounds on what it took to please God. And uh, so he brings up Abraham. He knew this was a subject that all the Jews would know well what he was talking about. And he says, what did Abraham, the, our father, our patriarch, uh?" Uh, What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Well, basically, nothing. As pertaining to the flesh, there was nothing that Abraham could do or ever achieved that was found pleasing unto God. Nothing in the flesh. And we when I say the flesh, I'm talking about your natural man, the carnal, the carnal mind, the way you think, your 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 fleshly body. Somebody read to me John 6 and 63. It is the spirit equivalent, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. Okay, now, now Hold, yeah, hold, hold that right there. That's the King James right. That's what I wanted. Now, the, the question that Paul asked right here, he said, what did Abraham find? What did he accomplish through the flesh? Nothing. There was no accomplishment through the flesh. Read that again. John. It is the spirit that quicketh. It is the spirit that, quicketh. that phrase quicketh means to make alive. By the way, all right, go ahead. Get that. Jesus said the flesh profited nothing. The flesh is no benefit at all to me or to you. It's no benefit to us. Right. That's the means. That was the word of Jesus. Now, I want, I want Sister Darlene to read that again, and I want to read it in the Amplified Version. Listen, now, wait a minute. Now, in, in what he read, he said the flesh profiteth nothing. Now, what did it say that the, right there? The flesh conveys what? No benefit whatever. The flesh conveys no benefit whatever. There is no profit in it. No profit in it. The word's truth. Right. All right. Hallelujah. Now here here is the point that Paul's trying to get the Jews the Jews they depended on all the good works that they could go out and do to earn them a right standing with God. The Jews thought If they followed the law to the letter, they would be all right with God. Number one, it's impossible. If you ever... Let me tell you something. I don't know too many people can read all the way through the book of Leviticus without stopping, much less do what it says. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. If you ain't never tried to go back there and read those five books of law, especially Leviticus... Uh, they were trying to they were trying to do the impossible hallelujah and what Jesus is saying that your flesh what you can good works that you can do there 's no profit to it nothing uh now now here's here comes the great conundrum right here um there's a lot of people who live a good moral life. They support uh, uh, charities. Uh, they help feed the hungry. Uh, they do all kind of good things. And they, but those people. Unless they come to the point of having faith birth in their heart through the new birth, all of those new works, all those good works they do come what the Bible calls dead works. They're not going to gain them nothing. They ain't going to profit nothing by those gain those uh, uh, those works. Jesus considers them dead works. You can't work yourself into heaven. You cannot live good enough to get there. Nobody's ever been able to do it and nobody will ever be able to do it. Hallelujah. One thing that has plagued apostolic people for a long time is these bunch of legalists running around, amen, putting all of this stuff, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the lawyers, he said, woe be unto you because you lay heavy burdens on people's shoulders that you yourself can't carry. I'm not giving you what the Bible says or not. Here's the facts, folks. There is nothing the flesh can do. There is nothing the flesh can work. Or oh, there's nothing the flesh can create that can ever benefit you, your spiritual standing with God. Don't try to work your way there. It ain't going to happen forget about what you can do in your body and your flesh it ain't it counts to nothing God oh my lord. Too many people think if i can, if I can do if I can do everything just right and just perfect, God will be pleased with me. I will become righteous, you can't work yourself righteous. Righteousness is a spiritual standing with God. The flesh does not profit in your righteousness. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, Douglas, uh, be looking up Isaiah 64 and 6 and do the same thing again, Sister Darlene and Amplified, Isaiah 64 and 6. Uh, There's nothing that the flesh can do, work, or create that can cause any kind of benefit to you being put on a right standing with God. Matter of fact, any righteousness by your efforts or works, the Bible says, are filthy rags in God's sight. Think about that. That is some powerful stuff. That is some powerful stuff any kind of work that i can do on my own to try to work myself and to make myself holy and to make myself righteous when god looks at it the very best i can do the very best you can do when god looks at it he looks at it like a bunch of filthy rags stained rags what does isaiah 64 and 6 say but we are all as an unclean thing listen to this we are all as an unclean thing. Go ahead. And all our are as filthy rags. Wow. Huh. And we do not, and we, we all do fade as a leaf. We all do fade as a leaf. My, 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 my. All right. You see, if me or you could do this thing on our own, then Jesus wouldn't have to bleed and die on Calvary. I need His blood, you need His blood, and we all need His blood to atone for our sins. Hallelujah. Without the shed blood, the Bible said, there is no remission of sins. I can't live good enough to please God, and you can't live good enough to please God. We are justified by faith. Hallelujah. The grace of God. Thank, Oh, man, the grace of God. Hallelujah. But what I'm talking about right now is the value of faith. I want you to see how valuable faith is. Read that same scripture in the Amplified Version. How does that read? Oh, this bring me away For we have all become like one who is unclean, ceremonially <laughs> like a leper. Mm-hmm. I want him to leave that on the screen. Now look at the scripture. i wanna I want, by what you read there in that amplified version. But we are a double L. How many does 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 that mean when it says a double L? Oh, that leaves me out. That leaves that leaves me out because I've been a I've been a pretty good boy all my life. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness, filthy rags. Notice it brought it out in the um, amplified that filthy rags, ceremonially unclean as a leper. So what these filthy rags are? Let me tell you something. Back in the Bible days, somebody who was a leper—you never did. Wash their clothes. A leper's clothes, once clothes were worn by a leper, they become nothing but rags. A leper would have on a, be it a robe or whatever it is, the type of clothes that they wore back in that time. See, leprosy is a type of sin, it represents sin. Uncleanness before God, and y'all know the story. Maybe y'all seen some movies for uh that back in those days. There would be lepers, and man, they they were not allowed to be around nobody else. And if they was going down the road and they was going to enter, city, they would have to go through town unclean, unclean, unclean. You had to, you had to announce your way. Think about it. it, it it's the same thing as uh, sin. Somebody. It's like somebody who, who, um, who's an adulterer has to, would have to go around. Oh, I'm an adultery. You, you'd have to go around through town calling out, I've been an adulterer, I'm a liar, I'm a thief. Let everybody know about it. You couldn't wash the clothes of a leper. There's only one thing that they would always do to clothes that was worn by a leper. Somebody know what it was? burn them they would have to be burnt once they warm, as long as they could warm, don't matter how much they like that pretty something blouse it would have to be burnt it was declared unclean it was rags and that's what God my righteousness my righteousness trying to benefit through the flesh, try to, try to do a bunch of good works so God will pat me on the back and say, that a boy. God looks at that the same way as he does rags worn by a leper. Think about that. That's why you and I need so much the grace of God. The very best of us the best that we could be, we need so much the grace of God. Our righteousness, the best that I can live on my own, whatever I can do good, can never live up to the standard of God. And Now, understand, I'm talking on my own, by myself. Hallelujah. It's just like filthy rags. All right, now let's let's let, let's move on. Uh, we're going to go back to Romans four and and uh, and verse two and go from there. Hallelujah! And maybe he he can get that back up there. Romans chapter four, beginning in verse two. It says, "For if Abraham were justified by his works, if he was justified by the things he did in his in his flesh to try to please God." He hath wherefore to glory now that word "glory" right there means to brag or to boast. If Abraham could live right on his own without God, then he would have something to brag about. You would have something to brag. Look at here what I've done. Look here what I've achieved. Let me tell you something, church. I've I've been in church most of my life. It's 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 been my life. I, that's all that's all I've known. But but when I I mean when back when I was a teenager, when all my all my friends was out doing other things, I was I was I was at home in my room. Praying, fasting, seeking God. But when I get to those pearly gates and I stand before God like we all are going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says we all must stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give account of the deeds done in the Bible. Even though I wasn't out running around with other school buddies, and what I did when I I was a teenager, because God's calling already been on my life, do you think there is anything that I can present before God? Lord, open up the gates, let me walk in. I've dedicated my life. You know, Lord, I was praying, I was fasting, I was doing all these things when my mother friends was out partying and, and cruising down the boulevard. If I get in, I will, be not, I will not be able to brag about anything I've ever done. It will be strictly by the grace of in the mercy of God. There's nothing that I've ever done that I can ever use to tell the Lord at the gate, Lord, this right here I can tell you that I've done that that will make me have a right to walk into heaven. I haven't done anything that will give me that right. They read these other scriptures. You heard what they said. All the things that we do on our own in our life is just like rags of a leopard that can only be burnt. The Bible said that the righteous scarcely be saved, or shall the ungodly in the sinner appear. The righteous will only be saved by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I said that. He said, so if Abraham were justified by what the works he did, he would have something to brag about, something to boast about. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. That's what made Abraham righteous. Not what he did, but the faith that he believed God. God spoke to him and told him, he says, I want you to get out from your kindred, your country, and everything you know, separate yourself to a place that I will show thee. He ain't never heard of God before. There wasn't a Bible. He didn't know nothing about it. But he began to walk by faith, so much so that Abraham has been called the father of faith. He followed God, believing in God and trusting God. That is the value of our faith. Don't let the devil ever take your faith. Don't let him kill your faith. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about. People who, you know, we all know know people who who backslide and, and get away from God. I never have saw anybody ever backslide on God who was strong in their faith. And folks, no matter what we do, no matter what I do, all the credit belongs to God. All the credit belongs to God. We don't have nothing to boast about. We went through a lot of struggle bringing us as a church where we're at in this beautiful facility. And while I was running here and running there and trying to figure out what to do and a lot of times didn't have no answer and all of that stuff was going on, I never will forget the first time at FAC, the Holy Ghost hit me. That was a powerful Sunday that Sunday afternoon. I don't remember what side of that place was so big. I don't remember what side it but we were, people were worshiping, praise the Lord. And man, I went down face first, my face buried in that carpet. I was hurting and I was a struggling as much as any one of you who had a had a child in an emergency room and the doctors telling you they could die any minute. That's the only way, I, the best way I could describe to you how I was feeling. As the shepherd of the assembly, I didn't know what to do. I would, I mean, for five Sundays in a row, every time I would come, somebody else would come and say. Uh, Pastor, we're going to have to be moving on. I got to where I didn't want to go to church on Sunday afternoon. The time I needed people the most was the time that this one was leaving, that one was leaving. I went down on my face at Sunday. And God spoke to me and He gave me something that carried me the rest of the way through that led us I got up and I told this was the first time I said this and we said it many times after I said God is going to work something in such a way that nobody is going to be able to get the credit for it. Nobody the pastor no board member no church member Whenever we get to where it is, God is leading us, won't nobody be able to stand and say they got, they, they, they got the credit for it. And God fulfilled that because every one of us, including myself, man, there was one Sunday, amen, I, 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 there was one Sunday I was planning on leaving and never coming back. Let me tell you something. There are times that we all experience Weakness. There are times that we all, Amen, go, going through struggle, Amen, that, that that we don't know which way to turn and where to go, and but it's there in those times that God moves in and He leads us when we don't know where we're going ourselves. Hallelujah. And we stand here today in the place that we are at right now. And I will never be able to take the credit. Sammy Pruitt did not do this. Hallelujah. And neither can anybody else take the credit. And it's the same way when this is all over and we all gather on the other side. And you get inside the gate, you ain't going to be uh, you ain't going to be running around saying, hey, hey, I made it. I did this, I done that, and everything else. We're going to be giving the praise and the glory to Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. God is the only one that can break the chains of sin in somebody's life. And give somebody deliverance and let them see the light when they're walking in darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. And we got some of them around here tonight that it ain't been very long that God did that for you. Hallelujah. And so it's God who gets the credit. It's God who gets the glory. Hallelujah. All credit belongs to God. We We cannot please God apart from the blood of Jesus Christ. No matter what we do, your faith alone is what makes you righteous with God. What did did Jesus, uh, God, tell the Israelites the last night in Egypt? He told him to take that blood of that lamb and do something with it. What was that supposed to do with it? Take some of that blood and put it over the doorpost and the lungs of the door. He said the death angel is going to pay Egypt a visit tonight. But he says, when my death angel goes through striking down the firstborn, in every house in Egypt. He says, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Hallelujah. I've got I've got I've got one song man that we used to sing back in my good old Baptist days. And man, them Baptist folks would just shout and praise God. Hallelujah. And we'd sing that old song, When I See the Blood. When I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. Let me tell you something. Don't never let the devil... Try to point his finger at your face and try to remind you of what you did in your past. Because from right now, from the day you repent, from the day you are baptized in his name and filled in his spirit, glory to God. Every time, amen, sis, God looks at you, he don't see nothing wrong that you ever done. And the reason why he can't see it, all he can see is the blood of his son covering you. Hallelujah. He don't see no lie. He don't see no drunkard. He don't see no whoremonger. Hallelujah. All he sees the blood. Hallelujah. Can I ever take credit for something like that? I can't do it. The value of faith. anybody Anybody got anything you'd like to add? A question about anything I covered tonight, or a comment, uh, maybe a thought that you got out of some of the scriptures that I I didn't say. Hallelujah! Praise God. Lord, God. Amen. Shelly's not here, so I'll get a break. <laughs> I